And away we go with the morning show. Uh, hour number three here at 811 on a Friday morning. Uh, temperatures have gone up a bit since I last checked. 59 now is the airport temp. 57 here in downtown Duluth. 55 in Superior. Pretty much calm winds out there at uh, this point. As happens each uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Neil Atkins wanders in and is a part of the show here for this hour. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, David <laughs> and Bruce Siski. Man, the yeah. whole place is packed. Rick All Jordan right. just ran out. Yeah. yeah, Rick will be here next hour for the uh, Friday Fishing Frenzy. He's back in the studio. He was up at, uh, I think, Rainy Lake last week. That'd be correct. Yeah. So we'll see what, uh, how he did and get all the uh, stories from Rainy Lake next hour. Bruce is here now, though. Let's do some sports while you're here, Bruce. What yeah. do you say? Weekend series. Right. Twins Pirates underway tonight from Target Field. 6.30 pregame here on KDAL. Pablo Lopez versus Andre Jackson. Tomorrow at 6, coverage at 5.30. Sonny Gray versus Mitch Keller. And then Sunday at 1, pregame with inside Twins at noon. Dallas Keuchel versus Osvaldo Bito. Twins up four and a half in the AL Central entering play this weekend. Brewers still up two in the National League Central after a sweep at the hands of the red-hot L.A. Dodgers this week in Los Angeles. They head to Texas and will take on the Rangers in Arlington. Seven o'clock tonight, Brandon Woodruff versus Andrew Heaney. Three o'clock tomorrow, Freddie Peralta versus Dane Dunning. And then one thirty on Sunday, Adrian Hauser versus Max Scherzer. Preseason football. Vikings and Titans, 7 o'clock tomorrow at U.S. Bank Stadium. Packers and Patriots tomorrow at Lambeau at 7. That game on AM 710. One game last night, the Browns and Eagles. Mm-hmm. An 18-18 tie. Oh, really? <laughs> that had to be pretty exciting. I'm sure it was scintillating. I didn't see any of it. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody did. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe a few. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, Lynx are in Seattle tonight at 9. They will then host right. the Storm at Target Center. On Sunday, links at 14 and 16, 10 games to go in the regular season. Women's World Cup wraps up this weekend. Third place match tomorrow, Australia versus Sweden, 3 a.m. Final on Sunday, Spain versus England at 5 a.m. We're guaranteed a first-time champion. U.S. coach Vlatko Andonovsky has stepped down after a disappointing exit in the round of 16. And Major League Soccer is back this weekend. Minnesota United Sunday. 6.30 at New York City FC. Minnesota off that exit last week in the quarterfinal round of the League's Cup in Nashville. High school football tonight <laughs> in Wisconsin. Wausau West at Superior, Northwesterns at Ashland, Cumberland at Hayward, and Crandon at Hurley. Boy, the season is underway. The season is underway. All right, Bruce, what's happening on the Bruce Husky Show this morning after uh, 10 o'clock? And speaking of that, yeah. chatted this week with the head coach at Northwestern, Joven Kroll. You'll hear that conversation off the top of the show this morning. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you, Bruce. 815 at KDAL, we shall return. Call the searchers. Oh yeah! When oh. you walk in the room, the searchers. All the heads turn toward you. Like, my gosh, they must. Uh, the this is again interesting. The heir to the Anheuser Busch company is offering to buy back his family's old company from its parent company if they're looking to sell it. Billy Bush, Billy whose, Bush, whose family sold Anheuser Busch to the Brazil-based InBev back in 2008 said he would be first in line to buy back the company and make the brand great again if they want to well, sell Well, after the debacle <laughs> with Bud yeah. Light there and everything. Like I know. That, with that goofy little uh, 
What <laughs> What was the guy? Guy, guy pretending to be uh, a woman. Yeah, some kind of weird thing. But anyway, uh, Anheuser-Busch, I don't know what the... Is the stock still tumbling, I would imagine? InBev is the name of yeah. it. I don't know. I haven't looked at it okay. lately. I, but anyway, I, the Bushes will buy it back went down. if, if they down. want to sell it, so we'll see what happens. Well, it'll be interesting. So uh, the long arm of justice has has uh, caught up with a woman from Otsego, Minnesota. Really? What did yeah. she do? Old Megan there uh, got nailed by federal prosecutors and is going to prison for using fake documents to funnel nearly a half oh. a million dollars out of the hands of credit unions and other uh, organizations. She's uh, 40 years old, con- conducted fraudulent transactions through credit unions in North and South Dakota, Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, and Missouri. She uh, gets around, apparently. Yep, using fraudulent military IDs and fake passports. Gee whiz. She never served in any military branch. She never used or possessed fraudulent... uh, She used uh, fraudulent documents or other identifying information Mm -hmm. on an estimated 90 people in an effort to apply for loans, lines of credit, accounts... And uh, credit or debt cards in the victims' names, hmm. while she attempted to gain access to as much as six hundred and fifty grand. Uh, court documents say she successfully obtained four hundred and sixty thousand using personal information and fraudulent forms for identification of twenty-five victims hmm. through her conduct. I'm and glad they caught this particular individual. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully uh, she's got to pay it all back too. I would imagine. Uh, well, she's going to be in Good prison. Luck. So, yeah. that, what's interesting is they slap you in prison, right. and they say you got to pay all this money back. <laughs> well, sp- when you get out of prison, <laughs> yeah. you can't get a job, right? So, how do you pay any money back? And uh, hopefully, she didn't spend it all, but I suppose they <sighs> do when they do something. Well, she like pleaded that. guilty, right. and uh, wow. her criminal history, which includes state level convictions in Minnesota, so it's not like this is a pristine, right. Attempt here. She's done this before. <laughs> uh, she's got conviction in Minnesota for financial card without consent, check uh, forgery, possessing a fictitious or altered ID, providing a police officer with fictitious name, <laughs> and uh, she remained in custody. She's um, she, uh, sentenced, and she's not yet been transported to a federal prison. She's oh. in a local lockup in, guess where? Guess where she's hanging out? Uh-huh. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Why, I wonder. Well, that's where she got they caught, got room? I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where she got caught. That's the federal uh, court deal. So, yeah, right. big big time deal. The Ukraine is going to get F-16s. Yeah, they win. Biden administration approving sending F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine to help fight the Russians. Uh, the officials confirmed yesterday the American-made planes will be sent from Denmark and the Netherlands as soon as the pilot training has been completed, they got to know how to fly the things before well, they can give it to pretty them. Soon. Well, they're flying those MIGs and yeah. those, uh, but it's a different yeah, aircraft handled differently. I would yeah. think Ukraine has been lobbying for the F-16s uh, for quite a while. President Biden endorsing F-16 training programs for Ukrainian pilots back in May. Training is being held in Denmark and Romania. Still unclear exactly when the training program will uh, end up. Ukrainian officials say they don't expect to use the F-16s until probably next year well, when they'll be all trained and ready to go. Well, hopefully... See if that makes a difference. Hopefully they won't have to use them and everything will be done. Uh, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> the way this is dragging on? No, this is going to drag on. Yeah. It's a year and a half now and it's going to keep on Jeepers, rolling. The uh, Russians are not backing off. And now apparently Russia, Mother Russia, 
has charged Google, yeah. Apple, and a whole bunch of others I know, I was for false information. For false information. Telling the world and telling the Russian people that Russia is the aggressor and blowing the heck out of Ukraine. So well, we're going to find them. Lavrov, the uh, their their uh, front man mm-hmm. on the international scene, was at some big conference, and he's talked about how the terroristic state of Ukraine had aggressively attacked Russia, and everybody laughed at him. You should have seen the look on the guy's face. <laughs> Come on, though, this is not Russia. Uh-huh. This is not Soviet Union anymore, David. Oh, but now they, they yeah. it's like the craziness, Unreal. craziness. But Things are changing worldwide. Who would think that India has got a space agency and is going to the moon? They're going up there. They're going to... Uh, India Space Agency now releasing images of the lunar surface as its spacecraft called the Chandrayaan approaches the south pole of the moon. The black and white video released yesterday shows a close-up of some craters in an area where the lunar lander is scheduled to touch down on the 23rd of August. So India will have a presence on the moon. India's going to touch on, apparently, Russia's launching one, I think, yeah, they got one on the way. Uh, The Indian Space Research Organization says the lunar lander will deploy a rover as well, conducting a series of experiments... On uh, the moon's pole, which is believed to contain some water ice. Yeah, this everybody's going to the uh-huh. South Pole now. The moon. India is in a space race with Russia. Russia has its own lunar lander heading for the same area, but it looks like India is going to win the race over Russia. Of They're course, the U.S. has been there and back we've several been times. Been there and but, back yeah. and haven't gone back. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Not nothing yet. to. In the day, it was like yeah. nothing to see here. <laughs> now there's suspicion that there could be. Water molecules locked in the soil of the moon there. Well, the we're supposed to go back pole. to it some Yeah, point. it looks we've like got, they've uh, got... Some manned missions, which is something the other folks haven't done yet. So. They were just interviewing, I saw a news report yesterday with the four-person crew, four or six, I can't oh, remember okay. how many, yeah. and that's going to go up and they're going to actually circle the moon here for a while. All right. And then well, that'll be the first step. To go and land again, and of uh, course we had all those missions back in the 60s, right. late 60s, early 70s, and... Gave that up. Yeah. We it was also, pretty exciting while it was happening, but yeah. I guess you know, once you've been there, you've been there. And we also had the space shuttle, and they <laughs> yeah, right. retired the space shuttle. I know. So you're not doing that anymore. So, Problem is, uh, all these things are pretty expensive, Neil, and nobody wants to pay for them anymore, I guess. Oh, they like paying for other things, like giving <laughs> money to failed Solendra, billions of dollars to a billion dollars right. to a failed cell, uh, what was it, um, uh, a solar... Oh. Company that well, see, we need to redirect that money back into the space race. Yeah. How's that? Something I don't know. All right. Now hey. you, you know you, you you got all this stuff out of the space race. Mm-hmm. You know your cell phones and everything. All kind of all that technology kind of came suppose, out of the space yeah, race. So if we yeah. wouldn't have done it, we might have been still living in the cave there, Dave. Yeah. Even the computers back in the late '60s were yep. pretty. Uh, I mean, I was reading somewhere where the, your phone now contains more computer yeah. power than the entire NASA uh, space race uh, back group in the 60s. back in the 60s. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back 825 on KDAL. AM 610, KDAL, news, weather, sports. They call that house in New Orleans the House of the Rising Sun. Rising Sun. That was one of the that's the animals early ones that mm-hmm. 
everybody learned one of a, one of the easier songs to learn how oh. to play the guitar. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, good. A lot of people. That was one of the songs there, the House of the Rising Sun, that uh, uh, you could start out playing yeah. the guitar and that sort of thing. A lot of organ in that one too. A lot yeah. of organ music back in yeah. the '60s. Whatever happened to the animals? They, you they're don't hear still about around. The, are they? Yeah, I think they're are still, they still doing playing? oldie shows or something. Are they? I mean, like the rest of us are getting up in the up in years. So. Jeez, Except Mick, for the Rolling Stones, it's tough for a lot Mick of these Jagger's groups. Mick Jagger's 80 years old and still yeah, jumping right. around. I know, it's pretty amazing. He's uh, got a springboard underneath them there, <laughs> I'll tell you. Say, uh, the Duluth uh, Area Chamber here, Yeah. Uh, they held a panel discussion at the Tech village here really earlier this month that exploring potential solutions for the child care crisis apparently well yeah there is quite a crisis here right. the last go back to work you gotta get somebody to watch the kids they said in 2019 there was over 8.3 billion in lost wages na- nationwide doing uh, due to a lack of child care mm-hmm. and it's higher today and this is uh matt baumgarten he's been on here he's the right. head of the duluth chamber he said, for every tax dollar invested in child care and education, there's a 13 to 16% return. That's from the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, that statistic. But the, uh, this is an article from our weekly reader here, the Duluth News Tribune. And uh, they did kind of s- s- have a foo-pah in the article here. Mm. They said, take, for example, the 148th Fighter Wing, which employs 1,100 people mm. and brings... Now, they're saying in this article, $100 billion in economic <laughs> impact to the Duluth community. I think they... Probably they, should be an M instead of It should be an B, M yeah. million instead of billion. That's still obviously a big amount. A but, lot of money, $100 million into the local economy, you bet. <laughs> and they just talk about the uh, you know, uh, child care resources. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, uh, it's expensive right. for child care. And yep. there's people that... Uh, if you can find it. If you can find it, trying to make decisions on how to do that. And, of course, the government wrestles with this. Uh, on this panel that the chamber had, uh, your your friend, Representative Liz Olson, was on the panel, and City right. Councilor Eric Forsman, we've had him in the studio, mm-hmm. and Zane Bale, a Chief Operating Officer of the Northland Foundation, uh, talking about this whole issue. And the state legislature did provide some aid there mm-hmm. with child care, but Olson says that that's not enough to deal with it. There's uh, the federal uh, child stabilization grant that uh, is sunsetting, and so oh. they uh, think that'll pro- provide a problem for providers out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, again, in the state legislature... A dedicated committee allocated funds specifically earmarked for early childhood. Early education scholarships saw a bump and expansion in places where it could be used. And I know people that uh, utilize this. And the problem is if, you, if, if you're on the system, you do have some opportunity for some child care resources or or day camps and that sort of thing. Uh, but for somebody that's working out there, the amount of money that you have to pay, and then, of course, the child care workers out there, they want to be paid more. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, if you're making X number of dollars and three-quarters of your wage is going for child care, why would you be working? Yeah. So you stay home. Right. The... Uh, since the big pandemic there, 
more and more people are still working out of their homes, and that yeah. allows some folks uh, to be able to take care of their kids and have their kids at home and still if be able can, to do their job. If they can, not everybody can do that. But right. Yeah. And uh, we see, I see it in a couple of institutions that I deal with where mm-hmm. uh, uh, some people are still working from home and that sort of thing. But wow. uh, I know United Healthcare is a big one where people work from home. I know right. a number of people wow. that work for United Health. Yeah, they've been working for years, and they work at, at home, and I, I talk to some of the people, and they really like that. For some people, working out of your home is great. For me, I'd be fiddling <laughs> with the dog and doing almost everything I, but what I'm supposed to do. Absolutely. That'd be an issue with me, too, I'm yep. sure. Oh, well. President Biden hosting leaders uh, from South Korea and Japan today at Camp David. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the summit is all about creating a more peaceful and prosperous Indo-Pacific. The trilateral summit marks the first time that the president's invited foreign leaders to the compound. The White House is looking to deepen their ties with Seoul and Tokyo. Amid concerns over China and North Korea, the leaders expected to announce uh, maybe some commitments to deepen their security partnerships after the uh, conference this weekend. So we'll see. That's interesting in how the dynamics have evolved here over the years. You know, we had the the horrendous situation that we were involved in in Vietnam back in Mm. the 60s and 70s, and now uh, Vietnam's a player out there with us, working with us. In fact, we've had U.S. naval vessels port in Vietnam, and all of a sudden Vietnam is becoming uh, uh, more of a participant their fear, mm-hmm. the Vietnamese and the Chinese have not been friends historically. This goes really? back hundreds, oh, okay. hundreds and hundreds of years. And uh, the uh, Vietnamese and a lot of the other Of course, during the war, war, the North and China were kind of... Well, China was helping supply North yeah. Vietnam at the time. Right. But now, uh, and that was kind of a... Uh, uh, you, which devil do you serve? <laughs> At the time, we All were right. the devil that was bombing the heck out of North right. Vietnam, and we're the trying Chinese to were keep trying it to, from going to the yeah, communist yeah. side, and the dominoes would right. fall afterwards. And that was a, a <laughs> unfortunately a failed yeah. speculation. But but now the uh, Vietnamese are uh, have uh, pretty much their cities have modernized. I know right. friends of mine who served in Vietnam have gone back to some of the villages that they... Well, it's turning into quite uh, a tourist destination, actually, now for uh, worldwide, actually. Yeah. But they're still they're still kind of behind the times yeah. in, in many respects. But but they are, uh, you know, cooperating with uh, their neighbors instead of fighting with them and mm. trying to overcome them. And it's kind of a new era. And the United States has uh, decent diplomatic relations now with Vietnam. All right, we're at 8.35. Neil, we're going to take another break and be back. More of the morning show coming up. They say that you're a runaround lover. Oh, you say it isn't so. But if you put me down for another, I'll know. Neil, how many eyes does the night have? A thousand. You bet. The night has a thousand eyes. Hey. You nailed it. Bobby V music Bobby, here. Bobby V, right? Yep. Now, wasn't he from, was he from Minnesota? Uh, well, uh, Fargo area, Fargo, but uh, yeah, he yeah. moved to Minnesota later, but yeah. uh, was in Fargo, and he became a, a star subbing for Buddy Holly during yeah. the infamous Winter Dance Tour. I think our buddy Tracy Lundin had a relationship. Knew, Probably knew so, well, yeah. Huh? I know Bobby was here several times. That yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, Tracy brought him into town for several concerts. Well, did you... Um, 
DJ any of the Pioneer Hall dances back in the day when you were working in radio? Back in the uh, not that far back, no. Okay. I did some. Uh, well, you weren't, let's see, you started at Bayfront and. Uh, oh, Bayfront, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was there for a couple of things. Yeah, you were. Uh, no, Dave Hammer, he preceded you. Remember Dave him? Dave Hammer, I yeah, do he's not. He was WBC and he was. Oh, okay. Well, he and Lou Lotto did all the uh, uh, armory dances when the yeah. armory was functioning, and then yeah. the Pioneer Hall. Uh, became a competitive uh, competitive in the armory there, <laughs> and uh, they had dances down there. Brought wow. in a bunch of the bands and did a lot of high school dances in my day. Yeah. And of course, the uh, the Sock bars, hops. the Yellow Submarine. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, you were over the Yellow Sub. The huh? Sound Museum in downtown Duluth. Uh, uh, did you work with uh, Disco Lady Lynn over there at the Yellow I Sub? With Disco Lou, but not Disco, Disco Lou. Lou. Okay. <laughs> there was a, a a DJ. They, yeah, that she also... called herself Disco Lady Lynn. Ah. All the disco era started actually at the Venture Supper Club. That's where we first uh, started playing records. Was that when Connie Lukowski had between, it? Between, I'm not sure, but huh. between bands on the Tuesday night, I think it was, when the bands would take a 10-minute break, we'd play records. Okay. Huh. And pretty soon it turned out when the bands came back, they started booing the bands. And they, <laughs> <laughs> so eventually they just said, oh, why did you guys just provide the entertainment? <laughs> so we did. Okay. Well, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how the disco thing started. We played, obviously, rock and roll at that time, yeah. but eventually the disco scene started, and it just went on from there. Remember they had that the glittery ball that rotated oh, sure, there yeah, and the, the disco ball, over the place? Right. Mm-hmm. The, disco ball. Yeah, the Bee Gees. Weren't the Bee Gees the, the were, king yeah. of disco? Well, yeah, because of the Saturday Night uh, Fever okay, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of disco hits, but remember everybody the, else went disco, too, during that era. Remember, uh, uh, what was that? Florida with uh, Don Johnson in it and those guys. Uh, oh. <laughs> what was that cop show? Uh, uh, Miami Vice. Miami Vice, yeah. yeah. And they always had the same suits, you know, those um, <laughs> right. white, white suits on. Right, rolled up the sleeves a little bit. I was I was down at uh, at a, uh, a bunch of us uh, went down to the Twin Cities and we were at a, a bar that had disco music mm. playing. And here was these two idiots out there, guys. <laughs> they were dressed up like yeah. Don Johnson and his sidekick there. Well, there you go. And they thought they were the coolest thing in the world. And we all sat there, these guys and gals, and laughed our butts off at these guys. And believe me, they were no Don Johnson no, and his I'm sidekick, sure I'll were. tell you. Let's but, uh, head to the phones this morning. Hi, who's this? Good morning. Have a beautiful Friday. This is Stan. Hey, Stan, Stan what's shaking up? up there? Has anybody seen that movie... Uh, uh, I know you you guys looked at Barbie, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen Haven't it. seen that one yet. Oh. Although okay. it's coming out on, uh, apparently on, uh, not video, but uh, streaming uh, in September already. Ooh. Have you seen that movie about freedom with uh, child stuff? Uh, that I, I don't recall. What movie is There's that? A, that's, um, I think it's Cry Freedom or something like that. It's about the child's uh, oh, sex yeah. industry. Okay, yeah, right. I've heard of yeah. it. I have not seen it. Okay, that was a big money producer mm-hmm. in yeah. Hollywood, I guess, or somewhere. But anyway, I, I, I didn't know realize this, but there's a Barbie stores actually just full of Barbie <laughs> really? dolls. Every uh, a certain place is big towns. Well, know. yeah. And I heard one of them had a uh, guy went into one and he says you're um, looking at all the front of them out there and all of uh, Barbie's jobs that she has. Mm-hmm. And the last one they saw was one Barbie was over three hundred dollars. The rest were about twenty bucks. Mm. Well, and he, was, said, he asked the store owner, why is that one so expensive? And the store <laughs> owner says, well, that one comes with Ken's house, Ken's car, <laughs> Ken's boat, 
And uh, one of Ken's friends. And they call it what? Divorced Barbie. <laughs> there you go. Hey, have a great Friday right. and yeah. a weekend. Thanks, right, thanks for the call. 844 now at <laughs> Hey, how about a trip to Indian Lake? That's where all the big hunkers are. I think. I well, Rick Jordan, do you fish Indian Lake there, Rick? Uh, <laughs> I was in Upper Michigan. It was frozen when I was there. Was, so it, no. re- was it really an Indian Lake? I, yeah. d- I didn't know yeah. that. I thought the cow sills just made it up. Well, the cow sills were the hit of the town. Yeah. Oh, I and imagine. The town yeah. was Manistique, and uh, the local <laughs> community wanted the cow sills to come up and sing Indian live Lake. in Manistique. Yeah. Well, that'd be great. Did they? No. Oh. Not while I was there. <laughs> but it was right. pretty late. Very clear water up there. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. Somebody just called and said it wasn't Dave Hammer, it was Tack Hammer Tack. you were thinking of. Okay, Tack yeah. Hammer. Okay. He, was, he hung around with Luke. I don't know if that's okay. his real name, though. Uh, I'm not Tack sure either. Tackanite Hammer? T-A-C, Tack Hammer. Then he went down to the cities. and. No, he was DJing for one of the radio stations. Was it EBC in the day? Everybody was on ABC, yeah, wasn't it? I think uh, he was on Wax, too, early Well, on. Wax, when Lou had yeah, Wax, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were worked with Lou at Wax. ABC uh, yeah. was the the first one when I was a kid. Yeah. That was the... Uh, right. And it would go, I think it went off the air at midnight or something like that. Did they and, ever come back? And we'd have to go, if we were out late when I was in high school or whatever, <laughs> we'd have to go to Skyline Parkway and catch WLS out of Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was and, my station in, yeah. in central Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Always rock and roll to WLS. Yeah. If the if the if the Earth was right and the winds and the moon <laughs> and the stars were perfect, you'd get a perfect signal and you'd yeah. have music. They were pretty good. They had like fifty thousand watts down there, yeah. so they they made it up here easily. Usually, I had a job offer there. Did you really? Wow. WLS. One of my F- heroes F- was Dick Biondi, who was uh, yeah legendary. WLS. Yeah. He got fired eventually, but uh, well, that's what yeah, I was he was a wild too. and crazy Italian, as he called himself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, well, they had some good ones, you know. The this oh, is yeah. before you had uh, uh, eight tracks and cars and all right. that jazz. Yep. You had to rely on the radio, and the radio yep. was there AM, not FM. <laughs> Still right. is, man. Still is. Thankfully, well, they were about to uh, eliminate the AM radios from cars. That's right. Until they finally uh, they put their feet decided, down. Uh, that's well, right. I think one of the problems now was made it official. The EBS stuff is on AM. Well, that's true. Yeah. And that would have been hard to change. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, everything, uh, when you come up on the, the highway, if you need road conditions, there'll be an AM oh, yeah. sure. deal where you got to right. do an AM signal to get the emergency. There you go. And they weren't, they weren't thinking right, the auto guys. They should have thought a little bit better. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, you're a superior guy. I am he indeed. sure is. So what the heck was the story on this superior school board member, Stupak, that yeah. resigned? Well, he decided to build a house in Duluth, apparently, and... Still uh, ran as a superior. Uh, oh, okay. That was the deal. So yeah, they've so. charged him with all kinds of... Uh, right. Uh, he said he was from superior, apparently, and was not. So. And now he wasn't going to resign, and now he finally resigned. He did resign, yeah. Did they drop the charges against uh, him? That I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, he did resign, so... Well, you get... I don't. I don't know why you'd want... Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. <laughs> well, there. it happens. I mean, there are, you know, at, uh, what, when Herb Bergson lived in Duluth. He became mayor of Superior, although he lived in Superior at the time, but I think he was lived in Duluth previously, and then became a cop over in Superior. Well, he became the police officer first. Yeah. And, and in then, Superior. Uh, well, actually, as a kid, um, see, I 
I remember him as a police officer over there. And he, he was a he'd resident. always do the dances while yeah. I was there, and we kind of got together then, and then he became mayor eventually. What, what ended up happening with him, his parents got divorced, and his mother moved to Superior, and that's where oh, he got okay. his roots involved in Superior. Sure. All right. He was born in Duluth, but then moved yeah. to Superior, became a police officer. <laughs> And remember, he used to do uh, Herb on the Roof there at uh, oh, sure. yeah. 7-Eleven. Yeah. He had one of those deals. <laughs> and, and then, of course, he got himself elected right. a mayor in Superior. So. We used to always have uh, you know, a, a competition between the mayors. I think it was Doty at the time and, and Bergson in Superior for the Packers and the Vikings. The problem is Bergson was always a Vikings fan, was he? <laughs> even though he had to pretend he is uh, for the Green Bay Packers to have the uh, you know, matchup between the two of them. <laughs> kind of well. weird. Yeah, but that's what I remember. Is. Anyway, let's go back to the phones here quickly. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning, Dave. Bob Olin. Ah, Bob, how are you doing? I already promoted the fact good. that you got at the big uh, uh, Duluth Farmer's Market going on tomorrow morning. Uh, yes, we do. And, you know, the produce is just fantastic, Dave. Uh, they're coming in. We're even going to bring a little sweet corn in for the first time. So Ooh, really sweet corn from up here, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's a real challenge, though, but when it comes, it's just spectacular. So we'll have a little bit just to wet the uh, wet the appetite, and uh, we've got tomatoes, of course, the warm-season crops, tomatoes, eggplant, lots of lettuce will be out there. There'll be uh, lots of greens, uh, certainly the cauliflower cabbage. Uh, just the benches are just completely full right now, so our growers are doing a good job. Even in spite of some of the dry conditions, they're bringing in a lot of product. Wow. So tomorrow will be a very good day. And, you know, that's the original farmer's market, Duluth. Uh, Duluth Original, where you get to actually talk to the farmer. That's the rules of the market. So you get to talk to the, to the group, and it's going to be a very good day. Obviously, Saturdays, 8 until noon. It'll be a fun day. Bring the kids. We really are family-friendly. You know, that early corn I kind of like better. It's it's smaller and tenderer, you know? Yeah, well, oh, it's, no, no, it's the farmer's tender. market is still at the same spot on 14th Avenue East, sir? Yeah, 14th Avenue East and 3rd. You know, we get a lot of people that you look up at that building. That is the original market built in 1908. Been moved twice, wow. cut in half the last time, I understand, <laughs> uh, before my time. I have roofed it twice, so farmers <laughs> know how to grow things. They didn't know how to put on the roofs that didn't leak, so we wound up doing that twice over a 15-year period. Wow. But it doesn't leak now, so regardless of what the weather is, we've got a nice shelter, and we're really uh, appreciative to those original farmers that swung a hammer and actually built that building. Kind All of right. fun. And if you can't make it tomorrow, you also are open on Wednesdays. That's right. Wednesdays, great time, actually, mm-hmm. 2 to 5. And, uh, you know, this is about community. We have so many good friends down there. Plus, uh, you get this tremendous uh, fresh product. little window for us in the great land, but this is the time if you want fresh product. It's really delicious, uh, outstanding, and good people to work with. Do mm-hmm. Farmer's Market. It'll be fun tomorrow, 8 till noon. All right. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. We'll catch you on Tuesday right here during the Bob Olin Show. Always fun. Thanks for both of you. <laughs> All right, 8.53 now at KDAL. Hurricane Hillary Ooh. is uh, moving through the Pacific Ocean. She ran, already ran for office. But. <laughs> uh, this hurricane has sporting winds of 145 miles Ooh. an hour. This That's is on the West true. Coast. Yeah. Latest report from the National Hurricane Center puts the storm 400 miles south of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. A uh, storm is expected to weaken a bit before it hits Southern California and other areas of the southwest, but still likely to bring heavy rains and flooding to the region. Uh, it's expected now to make landfall in the U.S. sometime Sunday night or early Monday morning, but uh, thankfully some of the winds, well, they won't be 145 miles an hour like it is now. No, 
Still heavy rain, so it could be some flooding issues in Southern California. Well, speaking of uh, kind of out west there, but in the northwest, the northwest territories, Yellowknife, which is the capital, because of the brush fires up there, the capital is being evacuated. And uh, and they got to do it by air. They can't see to get any vehicles, and the smoke is so thick. Well, they were. That's what I heard. Yeah. About. Well, they said that they were uh, leading people. They had they had trying oh, to get them out. Wow. The evacuation: twenty thousand people. Apparently, right. uh, that was orderly. They're taking their pets and everything out of there. Mm-hmm. And the uh, apparently the fire was on the outskirts of town, and the smoke, like you said, was really thick. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Well, I guess we can put up with the smoke as long as we don't have to evacuate. I well, guess. That's, that's for sure. That's a whole other story. Wall Street opening. We'll say it's uh, off. It's lower again. Yep, there you go. Major averages falling for a fourth straight day. Uh, wearing down the markets would be mortgage rates jumping to their highest level in more than two decades. Yep. And uh, this is a day after the 10-year Treasury yield hit the highest level in 10 months, they Ooh. say. So. Yeah. Uh, Dow is down at least 100 so far. S&P 500 and NASDAQ are also lower in early trading. Well, we had quite a rally a week or so ago. So it all evens out. Eventually, it actually goes up over the long run, right? Well, finally, people in the local, I see advertisements from some of the banks are giving uh, nine-month CDs yeah? for uh, uh, 5% and that sort of thing. This is the first time now in over a decade that we've <laughs> actually seen some decent interest right. rates. And, of course, the problem with that is for the people that money. are savers <laughs> right. is great, but for the rest of us, right. you're going to go and buy a car or, or refi. You, you can't refi your house anymore because well. if you if you had a 4% mortgage, you can't refi it because it's 7% now, wow. 6 or 7%. So it's, it's kind of out of whack, to say the least. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it, too, as this they is say. True. All right, we're at 8.55, and be right back with the weather forecast. All right, let's check that forecast. A sunny but hazy day today. Upper 70s expected. Southerly winds at 10 to 15 miles an hour. We do have the air quality alert in effect until 11 o'clock tonight. Hazy again this evening, mostly clear overnight. Low 60s for the low. And then tomorrow, much warmer with sunny skies. Up around 90 tomorrow. Upper 80s anyway. Southerly winds at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday, it'll cool off a bit, back to more normal conditions. Upper 70s on Sunday. Monday looks like, uh, let's see, upper 70s again. Well, so kind of cool. Nice weekend, again. really. I, uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with the upper 70s. That's where it's supposed to be this yeah, time but of year. tomorrow it's going to yeah. be 90-ish. You might want to get on the boat tomorrow and enjoy Probably the lake. go out on the boat or get on the motorcycle. Well, there's another idea. Something get like the uh, bugs in your teeth. There you go. Used to have a mustache like you, you know. I have to comb them out. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess that's another good reason to wear a helmet. I started shaving off my mustache because yeah. it came in about fourteen different colors <laughs> as my hair color started to change. Ah, so I, I, I gave up. Yeah, mine that. has gone gray a long time yeah. ago, and the rest of it's catching up. Well, the top of your head, though, you're still yeah, got your natural color there. There's some uh, gray pop, much more than there used to be. I'll tell uh-huh. you that. National Fajita Day today, so Ooh, enjoy lunch fajitas. with a fajita if you want to keep what, up with what's going What's in a fajita, on. you know? I usually get the steak, but I suppose you could get any kind of fajita. That's the one Just, with the flat and you put all the stuff on it? Yeah, and wrap yeah, it, up. Okay. it comes yeah. sizzling to yeah, you. Yeah, and, yeah, that yeah. one, okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are always good. Those are Very pretty good. good. All right, we got to uh, we got to go, I guess. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you Monday. News coming up next, and then uh, Rick Jordan will be here with the Friday Fishing Frenzy. No matter what you are.
always be